and welcome back to Lead with Compassion with me, your host, Nico McCall. Welcome back to Transition Tuesday. I hope you had a good break or at least gave yourself permission to take a break with me last Thursday. One of the ways I try to feel in control is by forcing things into being, which always has the opposite effect. (laughs) I'm getting better at realizing when I'm pushing too hard and giving myself permission to take a break instead. In today's episode, I want to talk about a closely related topic to episode 16. In that episode, I talked about people not getting names correct for trans people they know. I tried to keep my voice pretty even, but I felt heated. I'll probably have that same reaction today, because in this episode, I'm going to discuss pronouns. If anything I say today is confusing... There are many resources out there to help you understand pronouns people use and why it is important to use the pronouns people ask you to use. If anything I say has you shaking your head or having thoughts about why it's not actually important for you to get someone's pronouns right, please read these resources. I'll link some of them in the show notes. Outside of this podcast, you may hear the term preferred pronouns. I'm not going to talk about that here. Some trans people accept being referred to with many different pronouns. They may prefer some pronouns over others, but genuinely don't mind which pronouns you use. In my experience, this is not as common as a trans person using specific pronouns. And it's always okay for you to ask what pronouns someone uses. It's just like learning someone's name. The pronouns I use are the ones you should use when referring to me. They are not my preferred pronouns. They are the pronouns that are used to refer to me. Saying preferred pronouns to me leaves a gap for people to think they can make their own choice. And, well, yes, I have no control over what pronouns you use when referring to me. I will only answer to specific ones. And if you choose not to use them, I interpret that as being disrespectful. Okay, enough with the caveats. Let's get into this. When I first started my transition... I was focused on physical changes and what name I was going to use. Once those changes started happening and enough of those changes happened to where strangers stopped misgendering me, I realized I had to do something about the gender marker on my legal documents. I looked like a guy, had a name generally used for guys, but had an F on my driver's license. I actually I actually had a weird experience getting pulled over. My license had my current name on it, but still had a large F. I'm pretty sure the font size of that F actually got bigger after I started my transition. The cop was not in a good mood. He actually flagged another car down by hand while he was telling me what I did wrong and made them wait while he dealt with me. So, 
I was expecting him to question me about my driver's license in a not-so-nice way. I was anxious, waiting for him to come back to my car. But when he came back, he was a lot nicer. I was confused by his demeanor when he got back to my car. But very thankful the situation didn't go sideways. That anxiety hit every time I handed over my license. When flying, making purchases, ordering beer at a restaurant, I didn't even have to say anything to out myself. Just hand over my driver's license, and if the person was paying attention, they would know my gender marker didn't match me. In the moment, I was absolutely sure that everyone would notice every time. But that didn't turn out to be true. I mean, maybe TSA noticed, but they have procedures for screening trans passengers, so I wasn't too worried. Okay, back to changing my gender marker. Kind of like my name, I didn't realize how many places a gender marker shows up. Driver's license, obviously. Passport, school records, birth certificate, employers, medical charts. If you're lucky, you can correct your gender marker on your driver's license. If you're really lucky, you can correct your gender marker on your birth certificate. And a growing number of states are making an X available on driver's licenses. And of course, there are states in which you cannot correct your gender marker at all. Those allowing it have varying degrees of difficulty and hoops for you to jump through. The National Center for transgender equality has a lot of info on changing gender markers. I'll link it in the show notes. Honestly, I don't even know what to say about states not allowing people to change their gender markers. Like every time bathroom access for trans people is brought up in state legislature, I've heard people make remarks that IDs should be checked when using public restrooms. Well, the people in the states where they don't allow the gender marker to be changed would get some good surprises. I mean, my presence in the women's bathroom would make people upset. I'm so distracted today. Bathrooms is a topic for a different episode. I think the point I'm trying to make is that refusing to allow gender markers to be changed or corrected just causes harm. Not that the people pushing to not allow the changes care about causing harm to trans people. But I'll say this. I live in a conservative state. Luckily, changes in leadership allowed me to correct both my driver's license and my birth certificate. And no one cared except me. No one else was affected. Not one person. And the state made some money off me. So I don't understand why there's always this push to restrict the ability of trans people to correct their gender markers. Doesn't make any sense to me. 
Okay, let's move on from the legal aspect of changing gender markers. Because no matter what my identification says, everyone used female pronouns when referring to me, and that needed to be changed. I started asking people to use he, him, his. Asking people to call me by these pronouns felt different than asking them to call me by a different name. It felt more real, more serious. I mean, changing my name was serious, important, but hearing people refer to you by the pronoun that actually fits is something else. I've heard many times over in the trans men groups I'm in, the elation we've all felt the first time we were called sir. It's just pure joy. Confirmation that everything I'm going through is worth it. Just by someone using the correct pronouns or calling me sir. It felt like for the first time in my life, someone looked at me and saw me standing there. Not some mask or facade, but me. It took a while to get used to being the sir or dude or buddy that people were referring to. I would hear that and look around for who they were talking to. It took a second to realize it was me. Or when other people in the room were talking about me. When I heard he or his, I got lost for a second, wondering who they were talking about. <laughs> that elation and joy of feeling truly seen for the first moments in my life were contrasted with constant misgendering. Just like changing my name, sometimes it was accidental, and sometimes it was intentional. Look, I understand that change is hard, and people make mistakes. If you accidentally misgender me, just correct yourself and move on. For the longest time, I kept being misgendered over the phone, even though my voice was deeper. I had to unlearn my customer service intonation. Female presenting people are taught to use a pleasant voice when interacting with people. I had to unlearn that. I didn't even realize how differently I spoke in general versus professional conversations. I had to pay attention to how I spoke with friends and family, how my voice felt, and then try to relax into that when on the phone. Once I could do that, I stopped being misgendered over the phone. But there were still people using the wrong pronouns. Here's the thing I couldn't grasp at the beginning of my transition. When people refuse to use the correct pronouns when referring to you, it says everything about them and nothing about you. Other people, other people don't know me better than I know me. 
They don't know how it feels to be me. They have no say over any health or medical plans I have. They don't get to pick out my clothes or hairstyle. They don't get to tell me what foods I like and dislike, even though people tried that since I was a kid. They don't get to decide if I'm a morning person or a night owl. <laughs> and no matter how many times people told me as a kid I needed to put a brick on my head to stop growing, they didn't get to decide how tall I was going to be. And no one but me gets to decide what pronouns fit me best. When I was first transitioning and people used the wrong pronouns, it was a punch in the gut. Whether it was an accident or not, for some reason, changing what pronouns you use for a person seems to be a harder adjustment than using a different name. I don't even have to use all the fingers on one hand to count all the people who have never misgendered me in my presence. The boss I had when I started my transition was one of those few. A few years into my transition, I told her how much that meant. She said she had to be very intentional when talking to or about me. She had to put in the effort to get it right. And that's the difference. If you accidentally get my pronouns wrong, but correct yourself and move on, trying harder next time, good for you. When you don't put in the effort, you're saying, I'm not worth that effort. It doesn't matter what excuse you're telling yourself. You know, it's too hard for you to remember or get it right. You've known me for too long to change. Using the correct pronouns makes you uncomfortable. Now, it doesn't matter. What you're saying is that you don't value me enough to do better. Yeah, particularly when you say it makes you uncomfortable. I think in the last three full episodes, I've talked about people expecting others to make them comfortable. If you say this, you're expecting the other person to drown in their discomfort to accommodate you. That's not their job. That's your job. Not believing these excuses was hard for me in the beginning. I was in a deep depression and had lost all confidence in myself. It wasn't easy to stand up for myself or to believe that I was worth other people's effort to get my name and pronouns right. Then when people misgendered me, my depressed mind latched onto that. It made it means something about my self-worth. But it didn't mean anything about me. And I know that now. Yeah, I still get a little shock to my self-worth when someone misgenders me, if I know they're doing so because they don't care to be intentional. You know, but I know it doesn't actually mean anything about me as a person. And most of the time now... I don't correct people when they get it wrong. If I know they care about getting it right, 
I'll let them know if they use the wrong pronoun. If that's you, no need to apologize. Just correct it and move on. If I'm taking the time to let you know you used the wrong one, I know you weren't being intentionally cruel. If I know people are not interested in doing better, as demonstrated by previous interactions with them, eh, I let it slide. Maybe I should start asking them who they're talking about instead. There's no way for us to know what an experience is like if we haven't been through it ourselves. We can guess, make assumptions, compare it to something similar we've gone through. But even if we go through the same things as someone else, it's different for each of us. Just like I know what it's like to be trans, to transition from one gender to another. But I don't know what it's like for every trans person out there. We all have our own experiences and backgrounds. Check out some of the links in the show notes to read up on pronouns and why it's important to get it right. And just like I said in the beginning, you can always ask. I think it's wise to not assume. Just like I wouldn't guess what I think your name is. Meet a new person, learn their name, and ask them what pronouns they use. It's pretty easy. You can even ask someone you've known for years. Maybe they use different pronouns but haven't told you because they weren't sure how you would react. Surprise them. Show them you can be supportive. If you're getting great insight from this podcast, be sure to subscribe and review. Our contact info is in the show notes and on our website, leadwithcompassionpodcast.com. Send us questions you've been scared to ask the trans people in your life. We'll get you some answers. Thanks for joining us on this Transition Tuesday. Come back Thursday for another episode. I'll see you then.